Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like you want things good, and that's what the goal is. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful show. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Father, this morning, I celebrate the resurrection of, of Jesus. We receive, you know, the minutes in our lives this morning. That this morning, the sick is healed. The oppressed walks free. The depressed receives joy. The one that needs clarity receives clarity. Amen. The one that needs correction receives correction. Amen. This morning, for it is an open door. Someone is someone is to hear that. It says, I set before you an open door. I set before you what? An open door. So that opportunity you are aiming at, take it, an open door. That's the meaning. Take it. Take it. Be bold about it. It's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. It's working in your favor. Hallelujah. And if you are sick in your body, just take your healing, okay? It's in the air. Just say, it's mine. I receive it. Whatever you are online, if you are in Japan, I don't care. Just take, just say, I receive it. It's yours also. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We can have our seats. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Happy Easter. Okay, is there a star, rice? I, I, I can't see no coolers. What's the plan? It's that tea. Uh, okay. We'll make do. Hallelujah. Alright, so see me, see Jesus. Let's do a little, uh, let's do a little apologetics on, on Easter, on resurrection. A little apologetics, okay? Alright. Now, pe- people mistake apologetics to, you know, sometimes they, they, they mistake what it means. Some people take it to mean, you know, apology. Saying sorry for your feet. That's some people call it, they think it means apology. Saying sorry for your faith. No, it doesn't mean apology. So I asked someone that, you know, I asked the old man, do you believe in ap- apologetic? He said, no, I can't say sorry for my faith. Ah, calm down. That's not, that's not what it means. All right? You know, it, 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 the word apology is from, apologetic is from apologia. Apologia. It just means making a reasonable argument, a reasonable defense, a reasoned defense. All right? So now in Christianity, apologetics you know, is, is part of Christian theology that defends Christianity against objections using logic and reason. Did you get that? It's a branch of Christian theology okay, that defends Christianity against objections using logic and reasoning. All right, using facts, logic, and reasoning. You know this thing here? Eh? When you think your faith in God is just faith, you are mistaken. It's not faith in faith. It's not faith in faith. See, it's just faith. No, it's not just faith. 
is faith in God, a being, and facts about his nature and his existence. So your faith is not just faith. Do you understand? When people say about, about that religion is just having faith, they mean faith in nothing. Faith for faith's sake. It means that you can as well say, I have faith in stone. It means faith. So people have all sorts of religions because it's faith in faith they are doing. Amen? Faith in stone. Faith in elephants. Some, some religions in India, elephant is the, is the symbol, uh, those kind of things, because faith in uh, cow. So, our faith is not just faith for faith's sake. It's not just believing for believing's sake. It's not just speak it to have it, speak to the universe. It's not what we are doing. Do you understand? We are, our faith is based on a personality, a being, God. God is a person. Or is a being with three persons. The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Okay? So it's persons, personalities, as in beings, real characteristics, real emotions, okay? real facts about this person. So you're talking about real stuff, not just faith in faith. Faith in faith will cast. And it casts very early too. Amen. Alright? So it's not just faith for faith's sake. So it's why there's a logic and reasoning to it. Because it's not just faith in faith's sake. It's faith in a being and facts about its nature and existence. So it's why you can make a reasonable defense for it because it's faith based on something, on facts. So don't let people bamboozle you and tell you it's just faith for faith's sake. I won't do that. I don't have time. Faith for, I went to school. Faith for faith's sake. I'm an intellectual. I have a BSc. I'm, a, I'm you know, I used to be a tech bro. Now I'm a semi tech bro. Okay, more pastor than tech. But you, you get my point. I went to school. I have a, I have a working brain. I can't do faith for faith sake. So it's, it's also you have common sense too. You can't do faith for faith sake. Do you get? If you're born in your village, now it's fine. Sorry. You might be online watching us from from inside one state now. It's fine. <laughs> but you get my point here. You, we don't just do faith for faith sake. Alright, so you must be able to make a reasoned defense for what we believe. Alright, people tell us things like, you know, you know, the Christianity can make is not for intellectuals. But if you check your history, <laughs> intellectuals fool this story. You know, in Bible days and even in recent times, there are doctors, scientists, professors, archaeologists, physicists. That even the, the more they go into their physics, the more they see, almost there has to be a God. <laughs> the more they see, the more they go in, ah, these things don't make sense without a God. All right? So, amen. So, it's about making a logical and a reasonable argument. First Peter 3 15 to 16. First Peter 3 15 to 16. It's going to get better and better. Amen. There's joy. There's progress. It is working for you, okay? It is working. It might seem slow, but there will be a tipping point where it begins to move very fast. Now things happen, it just keeps going like it's going slowly. Just it's tipping point, it just goes, boof! So shall be your story. So keep going. Don't give up. Don't look down at the days of small beginnings. A story is being written. How did we get here? So it's fine, okay? <laughs> Your story is... Be- so believe in the story being written. Don't give up. Don't cut corners. If you cut corners, you cut the blessing. 
If you cut corners, you, want, you cut the blessing. If you cut corners, you cut the blessing. Blessing does not flow through sin. When you put sin into it, the blessing goes on vacation. Keep doing your thing. All right. Are we here? Can we go together on the screen? One to go. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks to give ask you, who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Let's take it again one more time so we can get it again. Let's go back to 15 again. It's important. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. 16. Keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Alright. So he says you should be always be ready to give an answer for the hope that you have in Christ. So that hope has to be, in quote, answerable, explainable. Do you understand? Your hope in Christ has to be explainable. Not just I hope. I, I, I hope I will make heaven. I'm not just opening hope here. You have to be able to explain. Please follow me, guys. You have to be able to explain the reason for the hope you have in Christ. Amen. You serve a thinking God. He expects you also be thinking. You said that your brain should be working and asking questions. Do you get my point here? So it's not just brainless or mindless faith. You serve a reasonable God, a reasoning God. When you see the way the world was formed, you can see that there is reason to it. It's why science tries to explain everything, because there's a logic to everything. It's why science tries to explain it, because there's a logic they're trying to explain. If it made no sense, there would be no science. If the world made no sense, if the maker of the world made no sense, there would be no science. Because it, everything will be random. If you do one plus one, two, it can be two more, it can be five. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. You know, when, when, it, when a detective tries to prove a case, one, or a prosecutor tries to make a case before the jury or before the judge, what do they do? Beyond reasonable doubt. They don't do beyond possible, possible, um, possible doubt. What do they do? Beyond reasonable doubt. You know why? Anything is possible, right? Not, not everything is reasonable. Everything is what? But not everything is reasonable. So, for example, the word came with a big bang. Random, big, random bang. No banger. No thought behind. Just a random, poof, big bang. And everything came into be, into being. Now, is it possible? We are remotely possible. Is it reasonable? I don't think so. That the word just banged without someone thinking, thinking about it. And the word banged to make the word able to inhabit life. Such that if you change one small factor in the earth's you know, balance, life becomes impossible on the earth. So add out something random, you know, produce something so deliberate. Is it possible? Yes, it, but it is too far. It's too remote. It's, it's, it's remote. It's too far. What's, what's more reasonable? That was a thinking, there was a thought behind it. There, there was somebody behind the banging. If, if, if I thought it was a big bang, right? There was somebody behind the bank. That bank didn't exist. That, you know, that thought behind the bank. It was a deliberate bank. All right. So we'll talk about, about resurrection also. You know, we're not trying to go beyond possible doubt. 
We are trying to go, you know, to prove with, you know, beyond reasonable that as what makes sense. What makes sense? All right, good. So we know that Christ was crucified and was buried. All right. We know that the tomb was empty. I'm, I'm, I'm giving us starting points, okay? People can argue this, argue this part, but I'm assuming that we've agreed on this one. All right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> we, are, we know that the tomb was empty, and no one ever produced his body. You know, it's very easy. If you say someone, someone, is no longer, someone is no longer in the grave, he's no longer in the tomb, and he's there, what will you do? You go and pull him out. Do you get? If, 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 for example, now, you know, you don't like me, and I say, Jesus from the day, what will you do? To prove me wrong, what will you go and do? You go to the tomb and bring him out and drag him around town to say, he's lying, no? Okay. But they, they couldn't do that. Why? Because, you know, the tomb was really empty and they could not find his body. All right? Some say his body was stolen. <laughs> For such a small sect at that time, a small sect, you know, coming up against, you know, Jewish elites, backed up by Roman power, I don't know how they want to steal that body. From a tomb guarded by soldiers. Now they stole it that they could not find it afterwards. The story does not, it does not, it does not add up. So anyway, someone said that you rise again, and you don't like, and you don't like what you do. You will make sure you guard any any way they want to do it. Magumago, you guard against it. So we read it somewhere. In, I think it's Matthew's account that said, you know, the, the chief priest asked for soldiers to, to 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 guard the place, and they gave him, you know, a, a squad of soldiers to guard the tomb. So there are Roman soldiers there. And if I'm not Roman soldiers, any soldiers that you can just give, you know, five key and say, give us, give us body. They will kill them afterwards. If they get there and they don't find the body, they will kill them. It's not, it's not, it's not what you can just say, you know, no. Their lives will stick. Uh-huh. All right. Awesome. Glory to God. The disciples believed they saw the risen Christ and were transformed following their, their alleged resurrection. They were transformed. So, what, what, what are the possibilities? They were wrong. Maybe they did not die. Maybe just fainted, and he came back to, okay, where is his body? Maybe if he fainted, means later he will die, Abby. Okay, when he died, where is the body? Okay, to make it more interesting, you know, they, they were like at least over a day between his death and his resurrection, okay? So, how long did he faint for? Now, if he fainted, are you saying Jewish people did not know how to understand between someone that is dead or someone that is that fainted? Because when someone dies, as in, you know, a dead body just goes crazy very fast. It gets stiff, it gets heavy, blood begins to get white, blood begins to flow, like grass just begins to take, the blood begins to flow downwards. So if, if, for example, he died standing, okay, his leg will just be, begin to sweat because blood goes down. Just, it's easy to understand a dead body. This is, so, so, were they, were they wrong? It's unlikely that they were wrong about, about his death, you know. Were they lying? All right. What was just a conspiracy? Now, for you to have a good conspiracy, you should have a small number of conspirators. Maybe two or three of us say, you know, this is our lie, yo. Abby? This is our lie. It's why when you watch movie, when they tell you something, you should know they kill you. Because the more we are, the more that we cast. So they, to tie up loose ends, if you are three, you kill two. It remains only you with the secret. <laughs> but in this case, we'll read 1 Corinthians 15 very soon. 1 Corinthians 15. In this case, Christ appeared to Peter, you know, to, I think to, to John, you know, to 500 people at the same time. 
no, to Peter, to the 12 in First, in first Corinthians 15, to the 12, and to 500 people at the same time. Let's read it. Let's read it now so we can just get a better grasp of it. First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15. Are we, are we there together? Are we happy? Are we excited? Can we read together with joy, with a smile? All right. All right, want to go. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached, which you have received, and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed. Please pause. This by this gospel, you are saved. If you open to what you have been taught. So it's not just faith for faith's sake. It's faith based on the body of knowledge. That otherwise, you have believed in vain. So if your faith is, is, is for faith's sake, you are probably not saved. Come on, let, let's, let's talk about it. So if your faith is, I just have faith, you are not saved though. It's just vibes you are doing. Let's do the correction. So you know what means to be actually be saved. Says so this gospel is what saves you. Let's go on. And also that, that said gospel when we were children. It's good, Sha. But let's talk, let's come and talk. So let's know what you put your faith on. Not, not, not faith in mommy's church. Or faith in, 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 in daddy's church. Or faith in, in you know. <laughs> or faith in after service, coke and biscuit in church, you know, children's church. Okay, so <laughs> let's come have, let's talk and let us know to put your faith on. Alrighty. Alright, verse 3, let's go. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Look at that. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Alright, verse 4. That he was buried, that he, that he, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Alright? Verse 5, that he appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, and to the twelve, right? After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some are falling asleep. Let me explain that. So he says Christ appeared to Peter, appeared to the twelve, appeared to 500 people, most of whom are still alive. So let's say most is 300. Even though some are falling asleep. It's telling you that if you, if you think I'm lying, those people are alive. Go and ask them. Now, these were 500 people at least saying they saw the risen Christ. So, we like, if I want to make a conspiracy, and I get 500 people to lie together. Ordinary 12 are the Judas. No, no, ordinary 12 are the Judas. How do I lie? I'm mean, compared to lie. 500 of us. 500 people compared to lie. It will cast. Someone will tell his babe that it's not true. You know how you do now? When you tell someone, don't tell anybody anything, but the person has a girlfriend. You are in trouble. You are told his girlfriend. Don't tell anybody about that person. I should not tell anybody about it. Can you call? Out of 500, at least 300 of them that were cast in that place. You know now. People that have relationships, you know I used to do this thing. Don't tell anybody, but you tell, Sha. Amen. But that person will not tell, will not tell another person also. Finally, time has heard your story. Okay. <laughs> If you are telling people relationship, your story, just know that your boyfriend has said, Amen. I'm far worried right now. I, I told that guy, oh. <laughs> All right. So, you need a short number of conspirators. You also need a short conspiracy time span. Let's say something, you also need to keep the life for one week, you know, or two weeks, 
or a month at least. Not you can see Ojo Bele, oh the lie in that period. Just I will not talk. You know the lie. You want to lie. You want to, you want to drop. The, you want to just quickly cast what you can. You can still you know try to hold on for a few days, a few weeks, right? It is still remotely. You can still try, right? But this was their story. You know, most of them there. You know, for like six decades of their life, till they died. All right. See? Usually, you also need to have excellent communication between conspirators, you know, excellent communication. Like phone numbers to call each other and say, no cast, though. They, they, they're asking me now, don't tell them, I use clinical, clinical, police don't carry me, or, you know, I will not cast, you don't cast, though. Those kind of, you know, and they ask communication to keep, to keep motivation going. Do you understand? But in, this, in those days, it's concerned about some, some were chased from in, in exile from, from, from Judah to Samaria to all over the world and that. So there was no communication line open between them. That was there also. Usually for, for, for conspiracy also, you still need to have, you know, strong familiar relationship where, you know, my brother said, you know, you're not, you're not, like, you're not Kobami, those kind of things. But amongst them also, you know, diverse people, 500 people, not all family members, okay, a diverse crowd. They also need to have little or no pressure to recount, little or no pressure to recount, you know, to recount, to recount, not recount, recount, recount your story, all right, see? But these people were put under pressure, they were persecuted, they were flogged. They were killed. They were sawn in two. They were born with. They were born like torch. No you want to light a torch. They bought one of them to, to light to to lighten up a farm. Emperor never bought people to light up farm. <laughs> you know that's what they, they went through stuff. In fact, Paul before he got saved, we go from town to town to kill them. That was Paul's religion to God. Diligently. So it wasn't just you know what they could just say and just you know it's fine. No. There was pressure, persecution. Get them, just get them to say this did not happen. You know, in Acts, in Acts, in Acts four, they beat them and told them, "Don't preach this thing anywhere again. Don't say this thing again. If you say it again, we'll kill you." But they went back to keep saying it. All right? See, some people said they were, they were delusional, they were hallucinating. Out of five hundred people, at the same time, they're hallucinating. So those are possible killings, but they are not reasonable. Alright, so this actually happened. Christ rose from the dead, okay, by the power of the Father. It makes the most reasonable sense. You just have to believe in miracles, that's all. Alright. So this is the point. The resurrection is not a mere story. It's not a myth. It's a fact of history. The fact of history that a man called Jesus came to the earth called himself the son of God, said he will resurrect. Okay? He was killed. He was buried. He rose again. People saw him alive. The fact of history. And guess who even make it more interesting? Those were written about in the Old Testament way before he ever was born in the earth. So we're written about him a thousand years before, 2,500 years before, you know, you know it's, it's really cool, right, that they, he said those things ahead of himself before he came to the earth, and it happened just as he said. All right, see? So he's alive. He's alive. Okay? It's not, it's not just, you know, his spirit being alive. It's, 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 it's alive in the body. That's resurrection. That he's alive with, in, in a body, in a human body. So it means there's a man in heaven, the man Jesus. That's the idea. Someone is doing like this, okay. They never thought about it. Resurrection means he's alive in a body. It's not just he died, his spirit now rose up and went to heaven. Come on. That's like when we were 12 years old, okay? Now we are grown. 
okay, his body, is alive in the body. As a resurrection, is alive in the body. So he has that new body you have. You know, when, 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 when rapture comes and all that, he has that body now. He has his resurrected body. So he's, he's you know, he's man in a body in heaven. So that's a res- resurrection. All right, see? You know, someone said, eh, but people rose from the dead in the scriptures. But they, had, they died back. Even the people that rose from dead today, so they still die back. Lazarus has died. People still die back. But this one is alive and it lives forever. That's the difference. And life in the body forever. So there's a man in heaven. The man Jesus. All right. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians. Um, yeah, verse 7. Let's go to verse 7. 1 Corinthians 15, 7. Okay, so then he appeared to James and then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. Interesting. Are we together? Yes. Is this time morning? No, okay, you should be right. Amen. All right. Verse 9. For I am the least of the apostles, and not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. All right. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I walked other than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. 11. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preached, and this is what you believed. This message that Christ died, he was buried and rose again. His message we preached, it is what you believe. This is the gospel that saves you. That Christ died for your sins. He didn't stay dead. He rose again. This is the message that saved you. It is not, don't go to hell. Receive Jesus. Amen. Amen. This, is what, this is the gospel that saves you. It's not heaven or hell. I choose, I choose heaven. Amen, amen. Blessings and glory. Okay. Verse 12. All right. But are we together? Okay, want to go. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. 14. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your. You see how vital this is. So, so the, the, the resurrection is the, is, the, is the backbone of the Christian faith. Without, without it, we are just doing vibes. If it's not true, I don't, let's just go and sleep. I hope for the best. Amen. Let's go on. 15. More than that, look at that. We are then found before senses about God. Are we together? For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him if, if in fact the dead are not raised. 16. For if the dead are, are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. 17. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. <laughs> you see how vital, how vital this, this knowledge is. This is the core of, of your salvation, of your faith. 18. Then also, those who are falling asleep in Christ are lost. It's all over. Nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing again. They are just blank, you know. Not, nothing. Game over. No hope. If indeed Christ is not raised, then those that died, 
died as believers. They believed not so their death is just wasted. Not so their is wasted, wasted life. Okay, 19. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. All right, 20. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. All right? So this, 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 this is what our faith is hinged on, that Christ indeed rose from the dead. So what does it mean to you? It means that you will also rise again. It means that, you know, that's not, that's not the end for you. That, you know, that when you, when, when, when you leave the world, you ain't leave the earth, it's not just, you know, that's finished. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. Are we learning this morning? Yes, Is it good? Awesome. Want to go? Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Do you see that? He says that when you understand what Christ has done for us in death, death and resurrection, and how, how it means we also rise again, that we will not mourn for people that die as though we don't, as though they don't have any hope. So, so when a believer dies, we are not crying as though, you know, what a waste of life. There is no more way. Even though, yes, we should live long, right? We should live long. We should live long, right? You know, and even, you know, but when, when someone dies as a believer, it's not, it's not, we should not mourn like, mourn like the unsaved. That kind of mourning as though, ah, what a waste he has gone. He says that, you know, when we know, we'll go, when we know what we're about to talk about right now, that you will, not, you, you will not sorrow like them. You might mourn, you know, yeah, but it is mourning that has hope in it. And will show us the hope. All right? 14. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who are falling asleep in him. 15. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that, that we who are still alive, who are left on the coming of the Lord, will not certainly not precede those who are falling asleep. 16. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. 17. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with, him, with the Lord forever. 18. Look at that. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So he's saying this. That the believer, okay, even though he dies, he will live again. He will rise again. That when Christ comes back at the rapture, when, 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 when the believer dies, let, let's start from there. When the believer dies, okay, when the believer dies, our spirit with our soul together goes to be with God. Please follow me. The body goes to the grave, to the ground. Do you understand? The body goes to the ground, the spirit and soul goes to be with God. All right. So number one, your dead loved ones that are believers are with God. They are alive in the spirit and they are with God. No matter how, how much you ball on earth, I don't think we can compare earth to heaven. Clang, 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 What is, what is, clang, only? Amen. That's number one. Number two, when Christ comes back, okay, 
will, their bodies will rise from the dead. But, but not, not, it's not just their, not just their old, weak bodies. They are old, sick bodies. They are old, crippled bodies. They will rise up again with a new body, a transformed body, an heavenly body. You know, a, a body that can no longer no corruption. A body that's immortal, that lives forever, that lives forever very well. No sickness, no problem, no pain, no issues. A completely old body. A body that cannot have COVID. Did you get that? So, they will rise up again with a new body, okay? And we, we, we that are alive in Christ will also meet with Christ in the air with our new bodies. And so, we will live forever with God in our new bodies. So, he says, with this, encourage one another encourage one another that you will see your loved ones again if they are believers. If they are believers. So, when your loved one as a believer dies, you know, yes, we mourn, we'll miss you, right? But we'll see again. He has gone to be with the Lord and we'll see again. This should give you comfort. This should give you joy. So, you know, there is no, for the believer, there is no fear of death. Even though we want to live long, right? There is no fear. There is no fear of death. It's why they will tell believers then, deny Christ and you will live. And they will kill us. Kill the kill. Kill the kill. Because it's better that, you know, alive or dead, you are with the Lord. So we won't deny him. We will not deny Christ. Because alive or dead, we want to be with God. So we'd rather die. Than because of you deny Christ and be without Him. Do you understand the issue here? They rather die and be with Him. So they didn't fear death. They didn't fear death. You know, you know when, when you read the story of the early church, they were wondering, "Look how people are these ones. They don't, they don't fear death. We tell, them, we tell them we'll kill you and they tell you, tell you kill us. What of people are these ones? Yeah, because they understood that there is a life beyond here that will live forever with God. That was why they were not afraid of death. When you wonder why Leashaibu did not, not just deny and just so they can easily free yeah, the probably has been well taught that we will be with God forever. Anywhere you go be, last class we are going to heaven, we will be with God forever. That should give you courage. should give you comfort. should give you comfort. should make you value your salvation. And we will be with God forever. Not the funny thing. Everyone lives forever. Just live in different places. Everyone will live forever. Sinners will live forever. But where we live is the issue. So you, as a child of God, you live forever with God. In heaven, no sorrow, no mourning, no pain. But the unbeliever, you know, will live in problems. So many wala. You have problem. The Bible says the sting of death is sin. The sting, what made death totally painful, gone, gone, is sin. The sting of death is sin. So if you're a sinner, death is death as he has stink. Or for the believer. Glory to Jesus. So you will see your loved one again. You know, when, you know, um, let, me, let me take a. How do you know we'll see our loved ones again? When Moses and Elijah appeared to, appeared to Christ at, at Transfiguration, they knew, they knew it was Moses and Elijah. They knew them. Even, how did they know them? There's recognition. So it wasn't just a nameless, faceless soul. They knew that they saw Moses and Elijah. There was recognition. What about Lazarus and, and the, 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 the rich man? They, they knew that that's Lazarus. So now, just only that's the poor man. You take my point there. So there's, there's recognition. What about David? David, told, David said, you know, about his son that died. He says, I will go to him. What's he saying again? We will jump. I will recognize him. We will see. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What about in Matthew 8 11? Matthew 8 11. Matthew 8 11. Let's go together. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their place at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. So the recognition. You will see a lot of second, okay? So let that give you rejoice. Let that give you joy. Let's give you hope. Let's give you an assurance. Amen. So when you know, when you know, when our parents grow old and they die, we mourn differently. He has come to be with God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. He's with God. He has come. Person has come. He has conquered. And he has you not know, after secondary school. We came, we saw, we conquered. You know, that's put on the wall. Kiniko Kiniko came. Kiniko Kiniko saw. Kiniko. Yeah, that, that is the idea. I was here. So, we, the, the believers passing should be, you know, we will, yes, we'll, we'll miss them. We'll, you know, we'll miss them, but right? But let's rejoice knowing that you have seen the assignment here is going to be the Lord. And this does not mean you be saying, ah, let me go die early. You have been on scriptural. No. If you are looking for early death, you have been on scriptural. You have been on scriptural. Our faith is based on scripture. So don't, don't, don't do your own. Let, 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 don't be stupid. That's the point. Don't be stupid. Let's say that, that's better I can put it. Don't be stupid. All right? Because if God wanted to die early, once you just got saved, you just kill you, just go to heaven fast. Or you are here for a purpose, for an assignment. <coughs> so even though we look forward to heaven, right? We're not looking forward to the escape. Looking forward to saying, I'm done. Like Paul says, I finished the ah yeah. I finished the I finished the race. I finished the race. I finished, I, as in, I finished my race. I've done well. So I'm checking out, you know, as a victor. I, I finished the job. As in, when, when the man says that, can you imagine how far he has gone? Someone wants to say, I finished my job. Yes, I'm signing out. That, that is also the plan of God for your life. That you don't just go at age 20 randomly. Want to jam you die? Come on, don't go like that. COVID did you? No, don't, no, don't, don't go like that. Refuse, refuse cheap death. Refuse stupid death. You can refuse to die. Yes, Amen? Refuse cheap death. You were going, plane crashed. That call your angel to carry you out of that plane and drop you gently on, at shore somewhere. You know, there is testimony of someone that, 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 that was drowning in the water. And this was what was saying, I refuse to die. And they just know what happened. Just what they hand carried him up and, and rescued him. You can refuse to die. You know what Christ said? He says, they did not kill me. They didn't just kill me randomly. I laid down my life and I picked it back up. Yes. They didn't just come and chuck him knife. No. You know, when they came, they said, they said, we're looking for you. And he said, I am E. And he fell down. So meaning that if, if you don't want to go, they could not kill him. No, so they came to, and they said, I am E. Don't just I am E. And power pushed them down. That means if you don't want to go, nothing will happen. He said he could call the angels. He's called his prayer and father sent legion of angels to rescue him. So if you don't want to go. So he laid down his life. So also, plan that when it is time, you will lay down, you will say it is time to go. Not that they, 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 they shot you. No, don't die like that. Bullets can be repelled. So plan to live long. Not live long in suffering and, and mediocrity. Plan to live a long, enjoyable life. A life fulfilling purpose. 
Philippians 1, from 21. Philippians 1, 21, 26. Want to go? For me to live is Christ. Sorry, let's take it. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So look at that. For me, to live is Christ. To live is not just about me alone. That, that's what enter our brain as Christians. That for me, to live is Christ. My being alive is for Christ. My life is Christ. Not just my own past, my goals, my ambition, my vision, my money, my wife, my children, my, 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 my. You have been a pagan. Matthew 6. That's what pagans do. My, what they, what they will drink. So it says for you to live is Christ. So your choices, as long as you're, you're, in, you're on earth, your choices are about Christ, about the kingdom of God. How you spend your time, your money, how you talk, how you walk, how you behave, how you dress. You are Christ, you are kingdom. It's not just slim man, slay girl. No, it's kingdom. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. It's kingdom. So when you package yourself, you have to look at it that, okay, am I, am I helping kingdom well? Am I helping kingdom well? How I, how, I, how I communicate with people? Am I helping kingdom well? How I spend? Some of you are using money to buy wine, to buy a car, to get eye. Something is wrong with you. No, something is definitely wrong with you. No, something is definitely wrong with you. Go and give the beggar on the road. You don't want to, you don't want to buy sin. And I think you are, in your life, in your, in your head, it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. My jaya rimi. Yeah, jaya suffering. <laughs> when you invest in sin, you're investing in debt. When sin conceives fully, it bets debt. Not just physical debt, the debt of opportunities, debt of peace, debt of joy. Sometimes debt of, debt of real human beings. So when you think you're enjoying sin, you're investing in debt. It's a matter, matter of when debt will show up. It starts small, but God forbid, keep investing. You will reap. It's like Bitcoin. It will glow one day. <laughs> Alright? And where does this work? You know, because the problem is that most of the time sin does not cast in if cast once. That's the way people think they are getting away with it. On their body. You are terrible. Not your portion, no. Okay? So don't invest in sin. Don't live your life for Christ. For you to live is Christ. Amen. The little sins, live for Christ. Stop investing in sin. Amen, amen. All right, 22. <laughs> 22. It says, if I'm to go on living in it together, go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I don't know. Look at this guy. I don't know. He was talking about a choice. Do you get, what will I choose? Should I choose to go now or to stay? He was, saying, was making a choice. What will I choose? What will I choose? All right, 23. I'm torn between the two. Is that to depart and to be with Christ, which is better by far? Look at that, 24. But it's more necessary for me that I remain, you know, remain in the body. But it's more, it's more important. Do you see that? He was saying it's better to go, but it's important for me, necessary for me to remain in the body. I have a job in the body. I have a job here. So I'm here for a job. The believer is, is on earth for an assignment. You are here for a purpose. You are here for a reason. 
You are here for a purpose. Not just vibes and fun and play. You are here for a purpose. There's a meaning to your life. Your life has meaning. Father from God, what is that is my life about? What is the, what is the meaning? It's for the kingdom, for the gospel. A life of what? Life of purpose, life of meaning. Let's go. Convinced, look at this, convinced of this, I know that I will remain. Do you see that? I know that I will remain. It's not anybody can die at any time. Some people say anybody can die at any time. No, it says, no, I know I will remain. COVID will not kill you. You know you will remain. Look at that. And I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. 26. So that through my being with you, again, your boasting in Christ will abound on account of. So I'm living for my purpose. See, see what Paul saying there. That my being alive will help your progress and join the faith. So I'm alive to serve you. So we're not trying to escape. No, we live on the purpose. We live to serve. We live for kingdom. Glory to Jesus. So we will stop here. And we'll build up on this with the second service. So I, I, I encourage you, if, it, if you're not second service, get the someone, listen. Then the second one, get the first, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Don't just rise up. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just did part one of a long someone. Just give God praise. You will live forever with God, you will live forever with Christ. So death for you is not the end. It's only the beginning. I'll just give him praise. That death for you is just the beginning. Just the beginning. So there's no fear of death for you. There's no fear of death. Oh yes, you live long, you live purposefully, you live healthy, you live fine. But yes, even when it's time to go, you go with joy. Hallelujah. You go with joy. Why? Christ has paid the price for you. So you live forever with God. So there's hope for you. You will see a lot of us again. You will see your, you will see your, your uncle, your grandpa. You will see them again. Let's give God thanks. Because Christ did this for you. He made the way. Because He rose again, He made the way for you to rise again. To live forever. Let's give Him praise. Let's bless Him. You live forever. You made the way. You are. And he asked to die. Let's give him praise. Give him praise. I will live forever with Jesus. Our love story for eternity. You are now in Jesus. Our love story for eternity. You are now, Lord. Our love is forever. This love is forever. You are now. This love is forever. This love is forever. You are when I go, God. I am. Uh, the love gets even more, more deeper in experience. I will see you face to face. I will see you and behold you. I will behold you. you. I will see you. you I will God. see you face to face. You are I will behold you. I live forever. You leave with you. My love. You are my heart. My heart, my God, my rejoicing, you live forever. You are God, you are God, you are God. 
you live forever. You are God. You are God. You are God. You are God. You live forever. Come on. You are God. Say you are God. You are God. You live forever. You are God. Say you are God. Say you are God. You live forever. You are God. You are God. You are God. You live forever. You are God. You are God. You live forever. You are God. You are. The life it lives now is available in you, the believer. So from that immortal life, you can begin now to tap from it. What does it mean? And that life flowing through you can heal your body. And that life of God flowing through you can heal your body. So right now, wherever you are watching from right now, I speak about your life. The life of God flows through you and heals your body. That this morning, we record healings. 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 Right now in your room, God's healing power eats you right now. If you're believing for, for, for love of healing, right now the power of God, right now, eat that love right now. In the name of Jesus. And there is healing. There's restoration. In the name of Jesus. We will live forever, right? With God, if we believe. So right now, if you are watching, if you are here right now, or you are watching online, and this morning you've heard the message, you've heard the gospel, you want to put your faith in Jesus, so you can live forever. Hallelujah. Just say after me this morning, wherever you are right now, online, offline, just say after me, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me. In dying, you paid the price of my sins. You were buried and you rose again to give me a brand new life. This morning, I received your free offer of forgiveness. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. This morning, I am born again. Even I pray from your heart and you meant it, you are born again. That's all it takes. So help us to reach out to you to know, know you more so we can help you understand and walk this journey so you see a link on your screen you will see a link on your screen alright or in your, in, your, in, your, in your comment section your chat box on the description box of your speaker or YouTube okay so just go to that link um, fill, the, fill the link fill the form it's just a short form your name email and phone number so we can just reach out to you to help you to understand the journey you've taken all right, are we blessed? Are we blessed? Are we blessed? Yes. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Hallelujah. Are we thanking him? Hallelujah. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you. Amen.